I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The Match Ball. Hello there, and welcome to the show. Live streaming for RTSB Plus members. It's on YouTube. Hello, folks. You all right? Dan here with Rob and Moscow. No, Michael tonight said it's beneath him to do Friday night, didn't he? I think he said. It's um, too good for it. Yeah, I didn't think we could win five in a row. Yeah, and the, the worst bit was it's not what he said about us. I think we can deal with the, the sort of criticism he sends our way. It's what he says about the audience, the loyal audience that we really like and treasure. The things he said, but we'll deal with that another day. Uh, what I will say is the show is brought to you by Levi Solicitors, who will do you a 10% discount on your legal fees. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Show them how it's done, Rob. It's the big three, isn't it? Go on then. Uh, jeans, t-shirts and denim jackets, is it? Absolutely spot on. Yeah. Will's probate conveyancing. That's what yeah. it means to the youth, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're going to deal with the uh, the young and her suit. Are they not the same people? As Michael? No. No, okay. Um, yeah, Will's probate conveyancing, commercial dispute resolution. Uh, what else we got? Litigation, I've heard. That's a word that I hear in here. Yep, all of that. Apologies if the audio's crackling. Had to restart the computer, so we'll uh, we'll double check to see if there's uh, there's something afoot. But uh, Leeds are beating um, Bristol anyway. 1-0. Good. <laughs> we're going up. <laughs> all in together. Yes, it's good. We're one. We're second in the league, and I think that means we're promoted now. I think so, yeah. Does it end now? How many games do we have to play? Too many for that to come. I mean, it could all be over, but not all over. But um, everybody's got a lot of gimmies tomorrow. But um, good. I mean, we've had problems away. This was the kind of game where we've been having problems with them away. No problem. To be fair, I'd sort of convinced myself going into this game. This is exactly the type of game we will lose. The January transfer window is shut. We'll play away from home. We'll lose and everyone will go. Why haven't we signed seven left backs and number 10, a striker? a central midfielder but it's fine because we're really good it was even the point towards the end after we brought Sam Byram on in place of Archie Gray to say shave Rob's head please for continuity <laughs> sorry that's not happening <laughs> sorry go on mate I don't know it doesn't matter uh, <laughs> don't try to tickle me uh, Rich is saying that um, Michael's been sold to Swindon late last night yeah no he's, uh, he's at a comedy gig he doesn't care enough about you to uh, to do this but uh, yeah it was, it was a nice win was that wasn't it it was one of the uh, it was one of the calmer ones on the, the anxiety scale for me. I don't know about you. Uh, yeah, it'd be nice if we'd have scored in the first half, which it felt like. I mean, we were the better team all night, weren't we? But it would have been a bit more comfortable, but it was fine because straight out after half time and we scored then. So we mm. made up for it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the general. I was just looking at the thrust of, uh, of the things in the comments. It's exactly that. Would have been nice to have more goals, but. Um, didn't get them, but then again, we never looked like it was going to get away from us. It got a bit loose in the second half, didn't it? But. Um, Oh, yeah, a little bit, I guess. But we felt comfortable, I suppose. That Joe Rodon big header at the end was very, very nice. That could have been a little bit nervy. But yeah, we were good. It just felt like, I mean, some of all was just tackling them all the time. Mm. And it felt like whenever we did that, we looked like we could score. 
Yeah. Yeah, we sort of waited to see if they would pass the ball to us. Mm. And if they didn't, then we'll just tackle them. So same difference. And then um, chances kept coming. That way, they did have a couple of moments after they'd gone a goal down. But you're never going to get through a game without, without the other team having some sort of chance. It was sort of, um, with it being uh, dominant, not taking all the chances, making it a little bit nervier than it should be, but then ultimately winning, like one of our classic home performances from this season, only in Bristol. Well, mm. that's kind of what we've been looking for, is like, why can't we do? We know that we're not going to, for some reason, despite having all these great attacking players and Pat Bamford, then uh, I didn't even mean that. <laughs> that, just, that, was, was, that was very mean, but It, it was just funny. a gift. It was there to be done. I didn't even mean it, but I said it for the joke. Um, despite all the attacking players, we never score as many goals as we feel like we should. Um, so we know that's what we're going to be like, but we've not been um, combining that with the wins away from home uh, so easily. And it's good to get off to that kind of start, if that can be the, the tone, because we played mostly at home in January and we're pretty much... Um, practically in the silly aisles all of um, February. <laughs> silly aisles. So we can yes. uh, start off very well and start off second. Mm, that is good. Should we have a look at the table? Does it work? Let's find I mean, out. Nothing else is working apparently. So oh, There we go. Oh, look, it wants Everybody some sort of... Accept some it cookies. It wants some consent. I'll tell you what, let's get rid of that. It wants some consent. <laughs> what, can't you just click the, the yes cookies button? Yeah, I can do. I want it, I want do, it on dark. Do you not know how? I do know how to do it. Yeah, I do. Do it then? No, I'll do it in a minute. So on the video, if you're listening to this after, I do know how to do it. But I'm not going to show you. I don't, how to I do don't it. want to. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's the same with bring, um, it, bring it back up. Same with lead scoring goals. We know how to do. We just don't want to. There we go. There we go. Look at that. Yep. And the thing about Bristol as well that I know it's pre-match is that they are they scored 33 and conceded 33. They're almost the divisional definition of championship bang average especially when you see Wales up front. It's just kind of, that's a championship team. And it's the kind of championship team that you just need to beat them. And that has been the problem. I didn't do the maths on what Farker said in his press conference, but when he said that over the team, the game, the, the first seven games that we're, now we've got more points in the return fixtures. I couldn't work out if he meant against the teams that we'd already played, if we'd improved by, because I couldn't be bothered looking at the pieces. <laughs> Well, he was basically, he was giving out about how nobody's really talking about this being the greatest championship Leeds team that there has ever been. And also we are even better than we were in the first half of the season. But um, dealing with nonsense like Bristol has been a bit of a difficulty at times, but not tonight. So we've crossed the 60 point threshold, two points per game. We are only in there temporarily, you dare say, given the, the overall form of things. Mm. But are you happy with the points on the board versus the old, uh, the old games in hand and all that? Yeah, I mean... It's hard to pick fault with, isn't it? Like the way we've gone this season. <clears throat> I think I was saying on the weekly show, there has been this sort of sense of slight dissatisfaction, but then you do look at Alito and go, well, he's dead good. Yeah. Like, it's like we were chatting in the second half then and you're going, oh, I really wish he'd make some subs. And it is the kind of Farker thing that's slightly frustrating, but then you think, don't matter, does it? Because we keep winning. So if that's the biggest fault I can pick, it's like, oh, I wish he'd bring Joe Gellar on for 20 minutes or something. You, it doesn't matter. Didn't need him. Yeah, exactly. In the end, it was fine as we were. Um, and and it's the thing with, you know, it, it would be nice. Somerville's chance in the first half when he broke was the big one where like, it would have made life a lot easier because we're going to, we get the lead before half time and we score and we're on top and calm everything down. And also, it was a great chance and he should have scored. Didn't matter. Yeah. Well, anyway, 
Yeah, we were in control of it, weren't we? Yeah, I'm just looking at my notes from the first half, and I didn't actually make as many as I normally would, but then just looking at them now, they're all Leeds chances. There was that one for Rutter as well, uh, where it was a cross into the box, and their defender kind of blocked it into his path, and you thought he was just going to put it in, but then that was a good save. Mm-hmm. And then again, you just come out after halftime, score the goal, and it just takes the pressure off it then. And we kept attacking anyway, and we could have got loads more. This is an interesting one from Liam, saying on a serious note, they were very naive. The manager was to blame for how they set up. It enabled us to, uh, to press them nice and hype the pitch. And when they changed in the 70th minute, they were dangerous. Or dangerous, he's put, actually, because he's probably run out of characters. <laughs> yeah, that's, it was surprising um, how often and how easily they were giving us the ball. Just don't do that. I would, that would be my advice if I was playing against Leeds United. Don't just keep passing to Crescencio Somerville. Yeah. yeah, Bad idea. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. We found that with a lot of teams that we've come up against this this season who've tried to play football against us is that it kind of plays into our hands. And Somerville was very good. The The chance in the first half is worth dwelling on because it proves my point about why Melier punches. That's the only reason why I want to highlight it because, um, um, but it also highlighted Bristol's weakness. But um, yeah, Melier... Uh, Punch that corner clear, and as they tried to pass Leeds players because the ball's live, they're breaking. Bristol aren't properly sorted out. He passes it to his centre back, and Somerville tackles him. And then um, there were various different ways he could have scored: either go round him, or um, take him on, or shoot even earlier. He probably did the right thing by trying to lob him. He just didn't do a very good job of it. Mm. But it was kind of it was it was a great example of um, us just catching a team trying to do something they're not very good at and also getting them really... It was a, a bit of the old in, unbalancing, wasn't it? Yeah. That was quite exciting. But yeah, also came about, just want to emphasise, because it was a big uh, a big punch from Melier that meant while things are chaotic, we were able to go and almost prosper. And I do wish some of it had uh, um, put that away so that we could chalk that one up as a successful punch. It's funny, isn't it, how the... The risk versus reward balance with stuff like that, with the punching out from the corners, it seems a lot more risky, a lot riskier than his general distribution where he's clearly told to hang on to it and just wait for the right opportunity to roll it out. We do it all over the pitch. It's You'll see there was a time in the second half when Roden had the chance to play. Archie Gray made a, a run down the line and Roden's over with him and just has to play it behind the fullback. And he just turns around and passes it back to Ampadu and then it goes back to Melier and he just does that. So... When the opposition are set up and they're in their defensive shape, we're really careful about the way that we pick through them and we pick our moments and we take it very steadily. When they're all up in our penalty area and there's a chance to turn them around and force them to chase after Somerville, Nyonto and Rutter, then just punch it and see what happens. It's a chance to sort of try and uh, take an opportunity that is um, harder to create when they are. And that's why as well when Melier doesn't always throw the ball instantly because if he looks up, and sees all our players are getting marked up quite quickly. He'll just go like, nah, fuck it. But when um, when they're all free, they're technically from a corner, nobody nobody is marking our players because our players are marking all their players. So anyway, but we won't go on about they're that They're all marking each other. And didn't Melier put a really good bo- uh, ball into the box for Bamford at that one point? That was the Rutter one where he just banged it over the top and Rutter's first, which was great, but then he yes. tried to lob it over the defender, didn't he? Um, but yeah, I enjoyed how sometimes tonight we just knocked it over the top. So we've seen it a few times this season, I think. It was against Swansea and Perdue just knocking it over the top and I think that was Rutter scored. Yeah. And sometimes it, it just creates a bit of space then when you do want to pass it shots, it kind of keeps them uh, on the toes. Like you were saying then though about um, how calm we can be and just settling things down. I enjoy how we do that even when everyone's completely out of position. 
when we had full backs swapping wings, we had yeah. Jorginho Rutter at right back. Twenty three minutes was, inverted full backs is my note. Yeah. Everyone was just in you a said different it was total position. football, didn't you? Yeah, we do it sometimes. It was the other week when I noticed it was a game at Ellen Road and I noticed that Archie Gray was up front and Jorginho Rutter was at right back and I was like I don't know if we're meant to be doing that, but I'm cool with it because it's fun. And yeah, and they're really composed when that happens. It's just like, yeah, okay, we'll just do this because we're all good footballers and we know what we're doing. Yeah, it felt like because that came from, I think Somerville won the ball again uh, quite high. And it seems like if we win the ball sort of in an unexpected situation, it's almost like um, musical statues. It was freeze. You have to stand where you are. And it's like, if you are at right back, even if you are Pat Bamford, it's like, well, you're nearest to right back. So you have to play there until we can stop. And But everybody just seems absolutely... If I'd be necessarily fine with Pat right back, but um, everybody seems pretty comfortable with that. It's like, okay, yeah, we're all just in different places. Where are you? Where are you? Cool, we'll play from here. Yeah, I noticed Nanto was on the left wing, and I thought, oh, he must have switched with Somerville. And I was like, oh, no, wait, he stood next to Somerville. Yeah. And I was like, well, who's it? They can't, okay, they can't be apart from each other for very long. Yeah, exactly. You saw it full time, didn't you? Bless him. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And let's talk about Willie Nonto, then, because obviously he scored us the, the only goal of the game, the winning goal of the game. Um, he probably needed that, didn't he, after he was on the bench the other day with his head in his hands and Pat consoling him and all that. He enjoyed it, didn't he? Which was very nice to see, given what happened a week ago. But yeah, it was just shows like, I mean, last week he was slicing shots all over the place, wasn't he? He just hit it at target in this division. Keeper sometimes jump out of the way. <laughs> yeah. What was the keeper doing there? I have no idea. It was a really nice goal when you watched it live and then you saw the replay and thought, oh, he's straight down the middle, wasn't yeah, he? He's, he's just got himself out of the way there. Good lad. They all count the same. And yeah, he needed it. And it was just nice to see him enjoying himself and at full time it was lovely to see the rest of the team recognise that he needed that yeah yeah definitely there, there is certainly a togetherness there isn't there it's not like he's in any way being painted as an outcast or anything like that he's uh, very much part of the squad and it'll be interesting to see now if the, if the new contract thing gets done um, and whether this helps to heal and so on and so forth it goes to show that as well I was saying it last week but you know you saw the odd tweet or whatever last week when he was almost sobbing on the bench people saying oh he's just pretending he cares he's a lazy rat I think he does care, judging by tonight. And it's nice to see him get a reward. Mm. Interesting um, question here from Leslie. Just to channel Normanton for a moment. Should we not be putting these games to bed by half time? Yeah and no. I mean, game management 
is one of the phrases that got used a fair bit in the second half. We can talk about Andy Hinchcliffe a little bit if you want um, in a moment or two in his, his interesting co-commentary. Um, but I don't know, the game management aspect of it and the way that like Farker uses his subs and stuff, it, it feels like, I don't know, game management is fairly prominent in his thinking uh, in terms of not throwing everything at it to go get more goals late on. So, so if it is 1-0 at half time and then you get to 70 minutes and it's still 1-0, you want to make sure you don't throw away your 1-0. Doesn't Leslie mean we should score in the first half rather than that? Yeah, but, we should pull the game to bed by half time. Just means Somerville should score. Yeah, no, Rutter I, I, could have scored that one, but it's a great save. We should have had a penalty. So we had the chances, but yeah, yeah it's been a problem. We, it's actually been something that we've been a bit better at over the last couple of games, where we've been we've started really well, and around I think fifteen minutes or twenty minutes or whatever, we've scored. So we've gone ahead um, quite early. And that was the thing that was absent today. But I guess the next best thing, if you don't make that breakthrough, which we are for some reason, for whatever reason, we're pretty bad at taking chances. The Farkas thing about we are not, there is not enough brutality um, in the penalty area when the ball is there. We do not be brutal enough. Um, so without the brutality, but 47 minutes is probably the next best thing of like, oh, okay, that first half ended up being a bit of a drag that we couldn't score. And when they had that free kick, just before half time, I really did think like they're probably going to score from this, and it'll be a classic situation of being away, not taking the chances, going behind in stoppage time when we have loved to concede all season, and then we have to deal with the second half, and um, it, it'll be a slog, and we'll probably lose one nil. So, if you don't score, don't concede, and then um, get to half time, and then start the second half and get a goal as early as possible. But yeah, we are good enough, and it would be, um, it would have been pretty easy but Somerville's chance when he was through not really wrong with the way he tried to do it Rutter it's a wonder save and we didn't get the penalty so maybe you're then going like did we create enough but yeah I feel like we were creating all the chances so um, Leslie's right but also Leslie's wrong <laughs> <laughs> we're all right and we're all wrong in our own ways eh? talk about that penalty incident then shall we was it penalty Jermaine Beckford wanting it so I think <laughs> yeah. it should be a penalty yeah yep. um, I mean he did get kicked in the back of the leg didn't he Mm. The ref couldn't really see it, whether he was in a bad position or whether it, that was just circumstance. I don't know. Um, yeah, I suppose it was a penalty. It, he chopped his well, legs. He chopped his standing leg, did he? Even if he was dragging his leg he was, and looking for it, the tackle still came in and didn't get the ball. Yeah, I thought the argument was that uh, the Bristol City defender might have got the touch first. You couldn't really tell on the replay, but then at the same time, it was a bit of a scissor tackle, wasn't it? And like the argument at half time between the bad pundits who weren't Jermaine Beckford was that I'd gone down too easily and stuff and you think well yeah because he's been kicked in the back of yeah. the leg there's two on it first I thought from one replay I thought oh maybe he's got a touch on the ball so maybe it's not a penalty um, I didn't really think too much of it but then the more and more Hinchcliffe was going on about how <laughs> it was not a penalty the more and more I was like well I fucking think it is then Hinchcliffe was doing the classic thing of I said it wasn't a penalty, so I'm going yeah. to stick to that and get more and more and more convinced. And I became more as like I was. Qu- I had quite an open mind at mm. first because I, I just saw one replay and I wasn't too sure. But then the more he started saying it wasn't, I was like, it definitely is. Then yeah. fine, I'll go the other way. It was one of those where I'm like, I'm kind of happy to just get on with this because I don't like VAR and I, I'm like whatever, cool. But then, like you say, the more Hinchcliffe went on, I was like, can we just have it then instead? <laughs> and then the other thing is in the, the studio at halftime is how has Troy Deeney just gone back into punditry? <laughs> Like six weeks at Forest Green Rovers, you're absolutely useless. You get sacks. It's like, oh, I'll just go back to being an expert on the telly. Surely there must be some, like, Dave Hockaday has not been employed as a pundit on Sky Sports. And he 
was far, far better at Forest Green Rovers than Troy Deeney. So I don't know how he's just walked back into that job. I'll just, oh, that didn't work. I'll just sit back down here and tell you whether that was a um, what Farker should have done. You don't know what offers Dave Hockaday's turned down if he wasn't too busy being a PE teacher. Yeah, there's been six form colleges <laughs> bidding wars. It was parents' evening, right? Couldn't do it. Yeah, the uh, you think that um, there's competition in the college system in the USA. <laughs> there's been nothing until when Hockaday came back on the market. Just on pundits as well, I enjoyed the two tweets on the goals. Um, this is, I love this. So Graham Smith tweeted the goal, said, uh, Junior Furpo with a lovely pass inside from the left touchline. Bamford dummies it and he gives Nonto a chance to get on it. He takes inside uh, a defender and drills home. Uh, Phil Hay says, a pretty aimless pass from Furpo turns into a winner as it runs through to Nonto. He works himself into space. <laughs> so no mention of a dummy from uh, Bamford there or that it, of it being a, um, the lovely pass that Graham said. So it just goes to show that it really is a game of opinions <laughs> and we all see the game um, our own way and maybe even if the referee uh, did not think that was a penalty I'm sure that the fourth official um, would not have made such a pig's ear of awarding it had he been on the pitch boom boom Keith Stroud joke uh, what do you oh, think of Pat's, Pat's job up front today then he had some uh, Pat Bamford moments didn't he where he didn't seem to know where the ball was or there was a was that first touch he at, had it <laughs> yeah there was that first touch at the end where he got played, didn't he? Just seemed to clear it, didn't he? Which was good. It like it almost it was uh, the one at the end that you're thinking of. It like knocked him over. Yes, he went. It was like he did rolled a ball at a Jenga tower, and he just went flying. But I, I, <laughs> I do think though, he in games like that, he's just a presence up front, and he was awkward and difficult, and he occupies the defenders, and we can't just boot it long to him, and he's physical, and he's just yeah a bit of a pain in the ass for centre halves, which. I don't think Pirro really is. And I think in games like this, away from home, in this slog of the championship season, these difficult months where there's no international break for ages, and it's just all a bit crap. That's where Pat Bamford comes yeah. into, into his own, basically. And all the players around him seem to be getting joy. So, And I don't think that's a coincidence. It was a good moment when um, Rutter was almost played Bamford through. He actually did put him through, and I think he got his shot away. And it, was, it wasn't the best shot, but he's on target, so... Everybody did the right things. Um, but it was noticeable. Rutter had loads of space between their midfield and the defence that um, that wasn't working when it was Rutter at nine and Peru behind him. But now I think, because um, Bamford does that thing of being on the shoulder, forcing the defenders back, it gives Rutter and Somerville and Nonto and whoever else behind much more room. And um, that's why you see Rutter running through much more often and playing through balls much more often and having... Um, just getting on the ball and being much more entertaining more often it's because Bamford's basically worrying their defenders like a a, a dog in a sheep's field <laughs> a dog in a sheep's field a dog in a sheep's field a paddock isn't it that's what you call them yeah Where you, wherever you keep your sheep um, right referee didn't give many yellow cards out what do you think of his performance overall little hench referee Steve Martin the actor yeah, I don't like it when referees are hench. Freaks me out for some reason. I feel like they should just be weedy old men. But I thought it was fine, really. I'd, there was nothing much to get too upset about that penalty aside, really, was there? Nah. thought it was, yeah, it was fine. And lovely, lovely pectoral mm. muscles. Uh, Keith Stroud on the, um, on the old, uh, what's it called? Fourth official subs boards. Making himself the centre of attention, wasn't he, at full time? Yes, he got right in Farker's face for the handshake. While um, Liam Manning was standing around, like, like when you 
when Stroud has finished with you, Daniel, I would also like to shake your hand, being the opposing manager. That was good. He never misses a moment, get a little face on the telly. <laughs> <laughs> and it is little. Mm, I'd like to see um, him and Wilf having some kind of wrestling match. Because they're both probably of like an even even size. And even though Nyonto is probably a lot stronger and certainly got about at least 20 years on him, I think Keith Stroud would make that up in cockiness. <laughs> you put him into a wrestling ring with Wilf Nyonto and Stroud is going to think he's going to take him. But do you think Nyonto gets him in the end? I think he could, he, he smashes him in two minutes. <laughs> oh, that's even a question. I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't think Stroud lasts um, even like a tenth as long as he thinks he's going to. So it, that would be part of the entertainment as well. That's the promotion party. Yes, bring the referees back for a wrestling match. We, it, be, it would be... Um, are we going up? Yeah, it would be yeah, easy. And then right. we can be... Uh, um, what's his face? Chris Wilder, that whole thing about the referee, the linesman. Eating a sandwich. Eating a sandwich. Do you, it, think, do you think Keith Stroud would eat um, a ham sandwich? Yeah, he'd be there. He'd be putting uh, BLT. Um, the, the weird thing about that, and this is absolutely true, because Wilder's uh, end point on that is like, oh, it must be nice for him to like eat a sandwich while talking to a, a Premier League manager. I thought that must have been like an old clip that I'd missed from a while ago. I'd completely forgotten he was managing Sheffield United again. So he's all like, oh, he's in the presence of a Premier League manager. I was like, who are we talking about here? Is this recent? Oh, you. You, you are actually a Premier League manager. Okay, because I, I just avoid, whenever Sheffield United, if they're the game that's on, I'm, I'm not watching that because there's no, there's nothing, nothing to be gained. So like what they've been doing lately has been completely passed me by. And I was like, yeah, so I also disrespect you. Um, me and Pat Bamford uh, don't like you, Chris. Just putting that out there. I would eat in front of you. <laughs> I, w- I would eat in front of him with my mouth open. I'd be like really making prominent chomping noises. Spitting bits at him. Yeah, like that. Um, Farker says he was happy with how the transfer window went. Comments from the press conference. It was crucial that we... God, Michael's not here to do the voice, is he? Um, it was crucial that we... Not that he ever does it anymore. Um, it was crucial that we kept our key players and we did this. We made no secret that we would need one or two defensive players. Says the need for a centre-back one. eased, but a right-back was important. Uh, wanted to bring a specialist in and found one in Connor Roberts. He's a top-class character, fully committed. Uh, it feels like with a Welsh national team. Exclamation mark. Might have to see if uh, if Phil realises, I think he's been spelling Connor Roberts' name wrong with one N. Because I've got him open here in Wikipedia and it's got two N and I think Wikipedia is the authority on this and not Phil Hay. I hope so because I've been spelling it with two N's in the yeah, daily email today. Two N's. <laughs> I didn't realise there was an issue. Uh, but it's, it's R-O-B-B-O-T-S, isn't it? It's what, sorry? R-O-B-B-O-T-S for his surname. Yeah. Robots. Yes. Uh, Farker on Nonto. I was hoping it would be like this. I'm happy and delighted for him. In recent weeks he was there with good work. A goal or assist was missing and he's there with a crucial goal. He's delighted. Um, Feels the margin of the win should have been bigger. Many things he liked today. Dominant, created out of almost each and every situation. So many chances. The only thing I have to criticise is our efficiency. Annoys me today a little bit. But he's delighted for the lads. Massive three points for us. Better finishing will be crucial to making sure Leeds are where they want to be in May. He's with Leslie. Yeah. Just kick it, kick it hard in the net. So. Yeah. It is the only thing that's really wrong is that we're just not... Um, and it's hard to... Because maybe it's tied to like the, the patient. Because one of the things about probably with that game that we are content to meander a bit and one of it is I just don't get enough sleep. And then also that um, not a lot happened. No. I stopped, I stopped making notes in the second half apart from when Cree went through on 82 minutes and put it past the post. 
Uh, I know the subs were quite late again. Willie's goal. That was it after half time. Kamara had a good chance straight after we'd scored, mm. where Somerville again, I think, had tackled a defender and played in Kamara. And his touch was just a bit off. It was only the other week he was being interviewed and he was asked about when are you going to score your first goal for Leeds? And he's like, oh, I'm really trying. If you just give me a bit more time. So, Come on, mate. You've had six months or whatever now. That was the chance. And that was one that Somerville, uh, for some reason, didn't go the other way, where Rutter looked like a better option, particularly because he wasn't going Kamara. Mm. It's like, well, which one? Well, I suppose Rutter can't really finish either. Maybe, I think, possibly one of the things with this is that those players who do all the creative stuff and all the exciting attacking are really young. And so Rutter, Somerville, Nyonto, Dan James isn't even that old, and, and Jaden Anthony, I don't think is particularly old and he's had a good season at this level before um, but certainly the, our three main players Rutter, Somerville Nyonto today um, aren't experienced at any level um, Somerville I remember I looked at this at the start of the season when they could like barely break Sheffield Wednesday down most of his games were still when he was 16-17 um, playing in Eredivisie 2 and then a few uh, like a season in 1 and then he's been in our under-21s, not really getting any run of games together. These are kind of, for all of them, it's their first season being first-choice professional footballers at a proper level. And so I think it's like that Somerville chance when he's running through, what's he going to do? Is he going to go around the keeper? Is he going to lob him? Is he going to take it early? Is he going to beat him this way? Probably just needs to be like five years older and he'd make the right decision. <laughs> and so Grow up. Yeah, it is. So we kind of have the benefit of them being uh, very free-spirited, but also the um, we have to put up with the fact that quite often, you know, if there's a pass, you've got a choice, Glenn Kamara or Jorginho or so, which one are you going to put through? And you quite often see our players turning around to each other and going, I should have done the other thing. Um, and they don't do bad things. It's just it's those little bits of experience, which is why Pat Bamford has been, Farker has said, it's been useful getting back in the team because he's, been around the block um, and knows, you know, he's played loads of games at this level. And then Connor Roberts coming in as well as a 28, 29 year old, um, admittedly, like so, taking over from. Don't, don't get into the Arsenal fan debate. He's 28 until he's 29 and all that. Good God. I was just thinking about if he's taking over from Sam Byram, it's not really. <laughs> but it's Junior Furpo's presence as well. It's like getting the average age up of the team a little bit um, is. Uh, maybe just helps and I don't know why I'm looking at Junior Furpo or somebody who makes good decisions anywho you know where I'm coming from <laughs> I did enjoy Jorginho Rutter shooting from 40 yards mm. I, it, it was there to do but bloody hell it really was nowhere near I think with him if you just tell him you're not shooting you're passing because he's really good at passing Like his weight of pass is incredible but then when he tries to shoot it just all goes wrong so like with that chance you've got, you just got to pass it over the keeper and mm. into the net I think he'd score it and the great thing about that is we we mentioned in here is that the thing uh, is that the one player who could tell him how to do it is Archie Gray who did it when he was 15 against scum under 21s didn't he um, so that kind of blows the argument out of the water but I suppose it's just like when you've got Archie Gray he can tell you how to do anything say, yeah it's just that good isn't I'm it I'm going to say something really obvious now and that is Archie Gray's great that bit where he was just juggling the ball in their box was absolutely hilarious I thought it was going to be Cantona 1992 <laughs> against Chelsea revisited I was loads better. watching him today I was like I'm quite excited if Roberts gets in the team and Archie Gray can then move into midfield because there was a bit where I thought Kamara was fine today but he's sometimes looked a little bit leggy towards the end of the second mm. halves in the last few weeks and Archie Gray's just so good let's get him in the middle of the pitch and just get him involved loads yeah Kamara never seems a million miles away from sort of giving them the ball he did it once tonight didn't he where um, at least 
he was very slow waiting for a pass from Ampadu to get to him and they uh, nearly got a chance out of that. And he's, he always seems to be the one that sort of is veering towards something like that happening. It could well be um, that he just kind of basically had summer off and didn't uh, have a proper pre-season. It's kind of might be catching up with him a bit. Um, but you're right, Archie Gray in the middle. I mean, who would... It's funny, the phases, I was writing about this after some game recently and how much the team has changed with the phases that the team goes through. You wouldn't have thought even a few months ago that our midfield would be Archie Gray and, and Ilya Gruff. <laughs> like, that wasn't predicted. He was good again tonight. He was... Yep. Uh... Didn't see much of him on the ball, I didn't think. But I thought second half, particularly defensively, he was uh, really good. But that's something Fark has been talking about, isn't it? How when he's kind of been defending his lack of changes in rotation, he's sort of pointed out, well, the, the team just gradually evolves through the season. And we've seen it loads this year already. And it, um, if Roberts does sort of get fit and firing and into the team, that will sort of see it gradually evolve again uh, and just give us a few more options in midfield. And there'd be no problem. with. There's absolutely nothing wrong with Kamara either so no. it's a great thing so if Gray Gray can either have a rest for a while and we carry on with uh, Kamara and Groif or um, Gray goes in there first and then Kamara comes in later in the season it's all good because they all seem to be pretty good mm. they're the best in that the championship has ever seen in the lead shirts according to Daniel Farker he also um, I guess you'll be right that if we won tonight we're back to two points per game yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah 60 from 30 you, you can do those maths we, Ah, uh, going up. Uh, just asking about the stats, a number of people asking about the stats in the comments on YouTube. Uh, 61% possession we had, XG 1.21 to 0.4. Uh, Willie Nonto's XG on that goal was only 0.03, a 3% chance of that one going in. So that's not bad, is it? That probably presumes that the goalkeeper's not just going <laughs> to ex- exit the scene. Yeah, or rather, of every 100 shots taken from there, three go in. Doesn't necessarily mean a 3% chance. Uh, 14 shots to seven, six on target to one. Three big chances to none. It was pretty comprehensive, wasn't it? And as uh, Donna points out, it does look like Roden um, did a lead salute instead of telling everybody, <laughs> giving somebody some instructions. <laughs> he did like four different hand gestures, didn't he, after that header? Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> and then the last one was just... <laughs> it was like, you mark him, you squeeze up there, you go forward, leads, leads, leads. I hope he does that after every uh, every command he gives. <laughs> salute. Yeah. yeah Georgie yeah. was doing it at home as well, singing along. You'd pay attention. Right, we will wrap it up there. Then thank you for joining us on the stream. If you're listening afterwards, you can get priority access to the match ball with TSB Plus. Have a look for that. Um, well, we can just relax for the rest of the weekend now and watch the other chumps trip up, can't we? Where we no. cement our no. I don't think there's anything gained to be watching. They've all got really easy games, haven't they? Or like relatively easy games. So, um, what are they exactly? It's Rotherham, <laughs> Southampton, and yeah. then Preston against Ipswich, which might not be that easy. But yeah, well, now they've signed Key for more. So if he's eligible, then Preston a better look out. And then Leicester have got a way to Stoke. So there's not really anything. We'd be, we'll be going well if any of them slip up. I hope they do. You never know though, do you? We've got the points on the board. They don't. So they'll be feeling the pressure. They're going to be feeling the pressure. Right, we will wrap it up there then and we will, uh, we'll see you on the other side. See you soon. The Match Ball. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.